a, not really a series, but a series of types. We're just looking at individuals doing a biography of lesser known people in the Bible. Now, this is a little more well known, and this is the first woman that we have looked at. Her name is Deborah, Judges chapter 4. Judges chapter 4. How many know the story of Deborah? Really know it well. Okay, some of us here. Uh, how many of you have never heard of Deborah before, other than people? Uh, most, if you're familiar with the Bible, you've, you've heard the story. And it, it's interesting because in the New Testament, there is a prohibition against women preachers. Uh, it says you must be the husband of one wife, and that's pretty hard for a lady to do and keep the Scriptures. Uh, but, and sometimes, uh, I don't know if they're well-meaning or not, but sometimes they drive this to a point to where it feels like there's no place for women to serve in the church. Now, that's, I hope no one's ever thought that here at this church. It's certainly not biblical. There are many places for ladies to serve. In fact, uh, I'll quote my pastor, I'm the man of my house because my wife lets me be. Amen. And uh, if I did not have her help and her willing work, I could not be the man of my house. And uh, ladies, we, we need men. I mean, look around. There, there aren't many of us here tonight. Uh, we need men, but... Uh, I'll tell you, men cannot do the job without help. And uh, we have a time here in the time of Israel. This is the book of Judges, where every man did that which was right in his own eyes. They didn't listen to God. And there was an absolute vacuum here. There was no leadership uh, in the land of Israel. And here we come and we are introduced... Uh, chapter 4, verse 1, it says, And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was Sisera, which dwelt in Herosheth of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had nine hundred chariots of iron. In twenty years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. Now, normally when the Bible introduces something to us for the first time, it gives us an explanation. Somebody said, well, who was Lapidoth? Nobody knows. He was Deborah's husband. Uh, that was one of the big jokes that was going around uh, during this last primary cycle. How would you like to be the first husband instead of the first lady? And everybody thought we were going to get a lady president, and we didn't. Uh, I'm not sure what we got, but we got it. Uh, we'll just leave it right there, won't we? Uh, but we'll pray for our president. Amen. And it just tells us that Deborah was the judge. Now, you know what that tells us about this, at least about this part of Israel? There was not a man to be found 
that was willing to stand up and do right and be counted for God. That is an indictment against society as a whole. And yet we have Deborah here who did right and lived righteously and God spoke to her and spoke through her and all this area here, Deborah didn't... The judges, you have to understand, did not control the entire nation of Israel as the kings did. They were more local in their scope. And she had this whole area here that where the people recognized those who wanted to know what the Lord said, said there's at least one place to go. We can go and find out from Deborah. She had maintained her relationship with God in such a way that others sought to her so that they could understand what God did. This is a testimony that God will use righteous women to do His work. Amen? And she is the one that directed this entire thing. In verse 6, it's, and well, let's just read 5 and 6. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel and Mount Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. And she sent and called Barak, son of Abinom, out of Kadesh Naphtali, and said unto him, Hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali and the children of Zebulun, and I will draw unto thee the, to the river Kishon, Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver them into thy hand. So here we have Deborah calling Barak and said, You're going to assemble an army of ten thousand men, and you're going to defeat Sisera's army. And Barak gave the courageous and wonderful answer showing how much he trusted in the Lord and all of these things. He said, if you don't go with me, I'm not going. But if you go, I'll go. Now, again, that is a testimony to the decay and the lack of spirituality and the lack of trust in God. But what we see Deborah doing, not one moment's hesitation. She wasn't afraid that she'd be the only lady there. She went and she stood and she directed the battle and she told Barak, because you refuse to do this, you're not going to get the glory of the victory. And Deborah just simply kept serving the Lord. She went in verse 15, we have her, um, uh, verse 14, And Deborah said unto Barak, Up for this day, for this is the day in which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thy hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor and ten thousand men after him. And they fought uh, the battle. And, of course, God gave them the victory, and we meet another lesser-known woman than Deborah, Jael. 
And uh, the way you can always remember J.L. is she rhymed, her name rhymes with nail. She had a little bit to do with a nail. Uh, unfortunately for Sisera, fortunately for God's people, uh, she took care of the situation. And uh, we know the story, don't we? Sisera jumps out of his chariot and trying to escape on foot. The Bible tells us Barak does his job, does it well. There's not one man left in the army. They are destroyed. And now they're chasing after Sisera, and Sisera outruns him, and he comes to Jael's tent, and she knows exactly who, she, who he is. And she says, turn in and, and stay here, and I'll protect you. With friends like that, woo! And of course, let's remember who Jael was. She was of the Kenites. These were the descendants of the priest of Midian. A group of them had traveled with the children of Israel from the wilderness where Mount Sinai was into the land of Canaan. We are now removed several generations from the time of Moses and those that wandered in the wilderness. These were not Jewish people, but these were people who believed in the God of Israel. In fact, we're going to find uh, out about these people. We're going to hear from them time to time in Israel's history. These were the people that became known as the Rechabites that we find down at the time Jerusalem was destroyed. They were still living in the land of Israel. In fact, some of them, many of them, had taken responsibility for copying and preserving the Scriptures. And Jael was one of their uh, ancestors. And she apparently had her uh, desires in the right place. She wanted to identify with Israel, even though she was not of the physical lineage of Abraham and Isaac. But she brought him into her tent. She hid him. He asked for some water to drink. She gave him milk. And someone says, oh, she did that so he would get sleepy and fall asleep. And uh, I don't know that she had the whole thing planned. But uh, I'll tell you what uh, she was doing was offering him the best that she had to disarm him and get him to trust and to go to sleep. He was already been running a long distance. He had just fought a battle. He had lost the defeat from the battle. Even that in itself is a weariness to the, uh, to the soul. All you want to do is go to sleep and forget about things, and she made him comfortable. And then he went to sleep. And then he didn't wake up. And we won't, we'll spare you all the gory details. But let's just say he had a splitting headache, all right? But as we look at this life, there's one other point about Deborah that I want to bring out. She was not afraid to exalt her position as a servant of God. Chapter 4 gives us the story of all the details. Chapter 5, the entire chapter is devoted to her song. 
This was a psalm or a song that she wrote that was to be rehearsed and to be remembered so that the children of Israel would not forget what God had done. Part of this it was an indictment. Hey, men, it's time to stand up and be a man. That's part of her song. I, she's saying, I shouldn't have had to do this. But look at some of these verses, and we'll just touch on some highlights here. Uh, verse, uh, what is it? Verse 7, it says, The inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel until that I, Deborah, arose, that I arose a mother in Israel. Verse 8, boy, this is a verse for a sermon. They chose new gods. Then was war in the gates. Was there a shield or spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? My heart is toward the governors of Israel that offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless ye the Lord. I mean, there's so much in this psalm that we could learn today. Our country has had relative peace until recent history. We have new gods. There's war in the gates. What's been the cry for the last, oh, as long as I can remember about politics? It's the economy, stupid, right? That's the new God, is it not? As long as I have what I need, everything's okay. Tell you what, we need some mothers to rise in Israel. Amen? We need some men to stand up and say, hey, wait a minute, let's, let's not follow the new gods. Let's follow the God of this book called the Bible. Deborah was not afraid to exalt her place. She was used of God. And we come down here to... Um, uh, where is it here? Verse 12, it says, Awake, awake, Deborah, awake, utter a song, arise, Barak, and lead thy captivity captive, thou son of Abaddon. Then he made him that remaineth have dominion over the nobles among the people. The Lord made me have dominion over the mighty. And then we come down to verse 15. And the princes of Issachar were with Deborah, even Issachar, and also Barak. He was set on, sent on foot into the valley for the divisions of Reuben. There were great thoughts of the heart. And then we skip down to verse 24. And it says, Blessed, be, blessed above women shall jail be. I'm sorry. Blessed among women shall jail the wife of Heber the Kenite be. Blessed shall she be among women in the tent. He asked for water, and she gave him milk. And she brought forth butter in a lordy dish. And uh, we'll uh, come down there and to the last verse. It says, So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when he goeth forth in his might. And the land had rest forty years. Because Deborah stood in the gap. In Jeremiah, as the city of Jerusalem was surrounded by armies, 
God said, listen, I sought for a man to stand in the gap, and I didn't find one, and Jerusalem was destroyed. Deborah stood, and the people were set free for an entire generation for 40 years. And we just look at this life. Her history, not to make a rhyme, her history is a mystery. Uh, We don't know. We don't know where she came from. We don't know where she went. We don't know about her children. We don't know who her husband was. All we know that after Ehud died, 20 years. You would think that after 20 years of oppression, you'd kind of get the idea that it's time to serve God, wouldn't you? Didn't happen, did it? Not until they cried out unto the Lord and God delivered them by the hand of Deborah. And what we can learn from this is simply serve each one of us, serve God where he has us. Amen? And when all around us can quit and stop serving God, Deborah just kept serving the Lord. She just kept doing right. People who have a right heart will always seek others who are doing the same. That's what church is all about. Amen? That's what we're supposed to be about. Serving the Lord. Simply. Honestly. When Barak said, listen, I'm not going to go unless you go with me. She tried. She said, listen, I'll go with you. But if you're not going to go by yourself, you're not going to win the battle. Someone else is. going to sell the captain of the host, the crowning event of the battle into the hand of a woman. Barak said, fine with me. You still go. Deborah said, no problem. Now, you know, it's not an easy thing. Could you imagine traveling with an army? That's not the nicest thing for a lady to have to do. And yet she kept propriety and all of those things. Nothing was violated here in any way. And yet she was the one that gave the orders. She wasn't afraid to stand and do what was right when others were. Hey, we need to learn from the example of Deborah. And when God works, let God get the credit. Amen? But don't forget, God uses people. Wouldn't it be wonderful? When God uses you to praise His name for using you. That's what Deborah is about. We live in a, in a wicked time, do we not? We live in a time when, when sin is rampant, when character is low, when righteousness is called sin, and when sin is called righteousness. That's where we live. Let's not use that as an excuse to stop serving the Lord. Amen? God is still the same God, even in these last days. We, we have no idea the perilous times in, we, in which we live. I don't know if you follow the politics in that. I, I don't follow it as closely as I used to because I, I like to keep my blood pressure low. But um, 
And I want my trust to be in God, not in Washington, D.C. Amen? But uh, I heard this of, of good, uh, I think it was uh, Limbaugh was talking about this this week, that in September there was a run on our money markets. They could have destroyed the economy of the United States in 24 hours if they hadn't closed the markets. And which would have, if it had continued, would have resulted in an entire worldwide economic collapse. That's how fragile our world is. And what better way for Antichrist to take over than through an economic collapse? No leadership. Everybody wants somebody to solve all their problems, don't they? Did Deborah wait for somebody else to solve the problems? Nope. She became an army of one to serve the Lord. This is what we need. Individuals just to keep serving the Lord. Amen? That's the life of Deborah. Very short. Not much about it. And also... You talk about faith. Jail also had great faith. And she just simply knew which side of the battle she was on. And she just did what she could. And yet the crowning achievement was given to her for the battle, was it not? Because she just simply chose her side. She could have remained neutral if she wanted. But she didn't. Because she wanted to serve the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight and we thank you for your word. We thank you for the story of Deborah. Lord, we thank, thank you that she was just willing to stand and do right no matter what. We ask now that you would bless our prayer time. In Jesus' name we pray. And we'll take just a moment. If you'd like to pray.